The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As you probably heard, Amazon has secured planning permission for three new data centres in North County, Dublin. There are more in the planning pipeline and many already under construction. What do these data centres mean for employment in Ireland? And do they have a negative impact on Ireland's fossil fuels reduction ambitions? Well, to give us a beginner's guide to data centres, I'm joined by Senior Lecturer in Clean Energy Futures at University College Cork, Paul Dean. Paul, good morning. Uh, good morning, Pat. Now, first of all, what does a data centre do? I've seen them. They're enormous, uh, but uh, you can't tell from the outside what's inside. Yeah, sure. They're quite big and they're quite discreet. And in fact, Pat, if we roll the clock back maybe 10 or 15 years and we think of our, our old offices or our home offices, we all had, you know, uh, USB sticks, we had CD drives, we had portable storage devices. Now, they're all gone. Now, of course, we're still storing the same amount of data. And if anything, Pat, we're probably storing more data than ever. Um, so we've replaced those physical small devices that we used to have at home now with centralized data centers. And, and at its very essence, I suppose, Pat, a data center is just a warehouse full of large computers, full of large hard drives that's able to store data. Now, it goes by many names. Some people will call it the cloud or we call it data centers. Uh, And actually, in Ireland at the moment, Ireland is very likely the data center capital of Europe, if not the world, because we have been very successful, Pat, actually, in attracting companies like Amazon, like Microsoft here in Ireland, to build these data centers here, to store data here, to process it here. They're not doing it just because we woo them. It appears appears that we are, if you like, in the Goldilocks zone. Explain. Exactly, yeah. So look, first and foremost, we all need data centres. Look, I'm speaking to you this morning on an app that allows me not to travel into studio, so that, that saves me time and it saves me uh, and it saves me effort. Now, the Irish government recognised, I suppose, that there was a potential for growth in data centres a number of years ago, and they developed this, this industrial strategy to encourage data centres to come here. So why did it come to Ireland? Number one, first and foremost, you know, we have a relatively benign weather climate here, so that means that the data centres don't need an awful lot of cooling um, um, because of the, the weather uh, regime that we have here, but also we have very favourable tax regimes here as well, let's be honest. Uh, the other things as well, Pat, that these data centre owners look for, they look for stable political systems. We have a good rules-based democracy here in Ireland. We have a high level, uh, we, have a, we have a high, uh, you know, intelligent workforce, we're English-speaking, and even things, Pat, you know, that might seem quite mundane, but are very important, we don't have earthquakes here, we don't have forest fires here, so we're politically stable, geologically stable, and we offer very attractive financial and centres for companies to come here as well. Now, uh, when people go on use um, TikTok or WhatsApp or whatever, are they using a data centre? Yes. Yes, and most of us interact with data, data centers on a number of times over our lives, you know, to listen to music. But it's not just recreational stuff as well, Pat. A lot of these data centers do really important critical work, you know, backing up medical records, um, booking flights, our banking systems, our retail systems. They are all now dependent, not just in Ireland, but right across the world on data centers. So data centers, they store data, but they process huge amounts of data. And mm. it's not as well, Pat, it's not that they're doing this for Irish people alone a lot of the data centres in Ireland will be processing international data from different users outside of Ireland uh, and and right around the world. Now, what's in it for us? Because we don't obviously need for our own uh, uh, cloud storage, we don't need all the data centres that we're building or planning uh, to build. Um, There don't seem to be too many employees, so you get a lot of work maybe in the construction phase, but then in the operational phase, not too many employees. And yet, they're huge consumers of energy. Yes, 
Exactly. Look, and I suppose what's in it for Ireland is money and cash. You know, we bring in a lot of revenue from the co-location of data centres here in Ireland. Now, the government haven't released any figures in terms of what it offers us in terms of those tax revenues, but a lot of these companies will have their headquarters here in Ireland. So the co-location of data centres makes a lot of sense from that perspective. But you're correct there as well, Patrick. There's not an awful lot of long-term sustainable jobs in this sector. Yes, there's a bump in terms of the construction uh, side of things, but the big challenge for Ireland and data centres, look, we do need data centres, that's true and that's correct, but the challenge for Ireland is the amount of energy that they consume. So a large data centre, uh, Pat, for example, a large, let's say, uh, Amazon data centre, would consume the same amount of electricity as you know, a large town or a city such as Kilkenny. You know? and, mm. and, and last year, Pat, we added the equivalent. Now, remember last year we went through a very difficult energy crisis, and we're still coming through that energy crisis. Last year we added the equivalent of a quarter of a million homes worth of electricity from data centers alone onto the Irish electricity grid. So these things are very power-hungry, and that reflects, it doesn't reflect the fact that they're inefficient. They are, they are actually very efficient, Pat, but they're just very, very very large, and we have a very small power system here. And right at the moment, as we speak uh, this morning, Pat, about one-fifth of all the electricity in the national grid are consumed right now by data centres. So it's it's a huge energy draw on our on our. It's our projected that as much as a third might end up going to uh, data centres. Now, you, you can talk about wind power, but I, I note that Oshin Cochran of Friends of the Earth uh, said the uh, three data centres uh, which have been applied for Uh, 73 megawatts of power would be their consumption. And he went on to say that the Mount Lucas wind farm, which would have 101 wind turbines, is 84 megawatts of power. So it would almost take the, you know, the Mount Lucas wind farm operating pretty much all day, every day to power those three Amazon data centers. Exactly. Look, and that's correct. And again, like it, it's, it's the equivalent of around 50,000 uh, homes coming onto the system in terms of electricity demand. And the challenge for us here in Ireland, look, we all acknowledge we need data centres because they do bring environmental goods, but they are outpacing the development of renewables here in Ireland. And that means they are putting extra strain on the, on the residual fossil fuel system. Now, everything is well and good when the wind is blowing and the sun is shining. We've been quite successful in Ireland, Pat, in terms of slowly moving away from fossil fossil fuels. This year, about 40% of all our electricity in Ireland, a little bit under 40, will all come from clean renewables. But the challenge, of course, is the days when it's not very windy, when it's not very sunny. Data centres, like the rest of us, are consuming large amounts of fossil fuel, and that's releasing greenhouse gas pollution into the atmosphere. And that runs in direct contravention to our climate uh, target uh, um, legislation that we have here in Ireland. And that's the crux of the issue here. You know, it's very difficult to grow our demand for electricity and to reduce our greenhouse gas pollution at the same time. Yeah, uh, Data centres are surely adding to our CO2 emissions, says uh, one texter. Um, they need to pay for this. They need to pay for afforestation, for the provision of funding towards decarbonisation, etc. I mean, you're talking about we don't really know what the tax take is from data centres who set up autonomously. You know, we've got Google headquartered here. They may pay tax, etc., etc. There might be some outfits setting up who don't pay their tax here. So what are we getting out of it except a big carbon bill? 
Yeah, look, and that texture is is right. You know, if we look at the power sector alone this morning, Pat, you know, about 10% of all the power sector pollution will be attributed to data centres alone. That's right across the mix from an economy scale. And look, yes, there's lots of negatives here. On the positive side, some of these companies, you know, if you think of the Microsofts and the Googles, have very strong commitments at a global and a corporate level to sustainability. So they have deep commitments to sustainability, thankfully, at a global level. Now, what they need to do in Ireland is reflect that deep commitments with their deep pockets to sustainability here. That means investing in renewables, but also investing in storage. And this is kind of the key that would unlock, I suppose, the or, or that would reduce the environmental damage that comes from the greenhouse gas pollution from data centers. If there was some, if they were able to afford energy storage, uh, that would mean that in the days when it's very, very windy, um, and if they weren't using all that power, if they could store that power then for the days when it's when it's very calm, that's really the trick here. But look, that's expensive. Uh, that means they would have to trial new technologies. But again, if data centers have this long-term commitment to sustainability, and if they have this long-term commitment to Ireland, they should be willing to make that investment here. Yeah, I mean, do we know whether any of them are clad with solar panels on the roof to help uh, offset their carbon bill? Um, is there waste heat from these uh, data centres that could be used for district heating? I mean, have all these ideas been explored? Yeah, and, and that's a good point, actually, Pat. Look, and it, look, in all fairness, a lot of the data centres are very proactive. A lot of their owners are, you know, they've, they've the places covered in solar panels. They're developing these what we call power purchase agreements, which means that they're building wind farms in different parts of Ireland, and they're using that power to absorb and to reduce some of their emissions. But all of that is, it's a step in the right direction, but really they need to go two steps in the right direction because it's on a smaller scale in comparison to the massive size of the energy and the power that they're using. And look, some good news with the Amazon, uh, facility up in, in Dublin. Look, there's, they're using their waste heat to supply uh, district heating, which is kind of, a, I suppose, essentially kind of a community district heating scheme to, to homes around Tala. That's really good. But when you look at the, at, at, at the size of the problem facing us, and if you look at the level of ambition and what Ireland needs to do to reduce its greenhouse gas pollution, it's really trying to fit a, a, a circle into a, into a square here. Uh, something has to give. And this level of growth and ambition that we have for welcoming data centres here is just is not compatible mm. with our legislation yeah. to reduce our climate pollution. It, it does seem to me that we're very quick at uh, relatively speaking at granting these permissions for data centres which is fine uh, but we're very slow about uh, offshore wind and even onshore wind um, because we're depending yeah. on the same board on board Planola to give permission for both and one process yeah. is very slow very tardy um, and the other seems to be much more efficient. Exactly. Look, and this is a, you know this is an underlying problem problem right around Ireland, not just in energy and climate, but other areas as well. We have huge ambition in Ireland to get things done, uh, but we're just not translating that ambition into action, and we're not doing it at, at a level of agility that reflects the climate crisis or the energy crisis or the biodiversity crisis that we're going through here in Ireland. And you're, you're correct, Pat. Look, last year we went through, we're still going through a very difficult energy crisis here in Ireland, and we did not offer planning permission for any onshore wind farms in that 12-month period. So we need a level of urgency that reflects the emergency that we're in. That would help with the data centre issue. Uh, and, look, and in many ways, we probably need to get our own house in order, first of all, before we're able to throw a lifeline to data centres and, 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 and the large energy uses that, that, that they need. Senior Lecturer in Clean Energy Futures at University College Cork, Paul Dean. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.